Oh, oh man, I was a bit of a I was a bit of a bad lieutenant while I, while we took a break to watch this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, Mr. Gilbert? I got yeah, drunk. Like not not while <laughs> watching the movie. Uh, oh wait, I was no. gonna say, did you? No, yeah. I was sure. gonna say, did you do a while lot of heroin and cocaine with your uh, with your prostitute girlfriend? Is that was that what you meant? By nah, that? man, those days is behind me. My heroin days are long <laughs> in the past. To another episode of Racing to the Middle, the podcast that it definitely didn't do cocaine on on the set of the movie. No, no, would never do that. The podcast that is high on cocaine right now. <laughs> Wait, are you holding? <laughs> you brought this on yourself, Hayden. Now, I'm trying to think of a joke about the iguanas. The podcast whose soul is still dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah, so, uh, Racing to the Middle, podcast that takes an in-depth look at an actor's filmography. Uh, I'm your host, Clay Hiller. With me, as always, Hayden Gilbert. Hayden, say hi to the people. Have you ever looked into the eye of a chicken? Hayden, this is going to be a fun one. Hold on. Hold on, I gotta look up the quote so I don't get it wrong. <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard him talk about chickens? No, but I would listen to Werner Herzog talk about anything. Hold on, I'm about to I'm about to read out for you. Oh man, I got some I got some stories about Werner Herzog that I can't t- say on the pod. He says, "Look into the eyes of a chicken, and you will see real stupidity. It is a kind of bottomless <laughs> stupidity." A fiendish stupidity. <laughs> They're the most horrifying, cannibalistic, and nightmarish creatures in the world. Oh, God! And it's true. I have raised chickens, and they are... I mean, are, he's not... They, yeah, are, he's, all, they are all those things. Stupid, horrifying, cannibalistic, and nightmarish. He's not wrong, but oh, boy. That's, like... That's harsh. There's a great like, clip on YouTube where he's, like... F- Verder, Verder, tell me how you really feel about chickens. <laughs> you know what? It's fair. He, they, he talks no, about chickens. Good, he talks about chickens in a more like I don't know, horrified way than he talked about bears and Grizzly Man. Oh God. Oof. It's a good documentary. I like Werner Herzog. Yeah, yeah Werner Herzog's great. Yeah. He's a real weirdo, but I love it. Real strange guy. I, I think yeah. uh I think he's He's the kind of strange that you would imagine David Lynch would be. That's true. Yeah. That's 100%. Because like da- I told David you. David Lynch is kind of like like a vanilla kind of guy in real life. I yeah. Mean, he, like I he's mean, just he's, like a. I mean, he's He's weird. a guy from the Midwest. I mean, yeah, he's weird. But like. He's a, mid, he's a Midwest dad. Yes. But Werner Herzog is like 
A man who traveled to the ends of the earth, as Tia Dalma would say, and came back a madman. <laughs> but like, like a very like well put together. He's like he's like the kind of madman who tamed tamed the wildness, you know, inside himself. Yeah. Like yeah. he still wears polos and tucks them into his jeans and stuff like that, and like has good composure about himself. But but it's like you get him talking and like. It's he's an just enigma. insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. He do, yeah. Yeah. No, D- D- Werner Herzog is great. Like, I... Did yeah. he do something with this movie? Did he, have yeah, he was the director. Did he have something to do with this movie, Clay? He's the director. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Wait, what, what? movie were we talking about this week? Hayden, it's on the title. Like, the, everybody knows. We already we already guessed it last week. We're watching Bad Lieutenant Portacol. Oh, Orleans. yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, is this bit? What are you doing? I mean, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing, though. We've both seen this movie. We have. How can we? Pre- I mean, we can't predict anything. We can't predict, but we'll we'll and we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hayden, what's what's been new with you? You watch anything good? Um, you know, I had something to talk about, and I completely forgot it. Um, I started the Friends reunion on HBO Max because I needed something to watch while I was eating. And, you know, I was never a big Friends fan. Always more of a Seinfeld yeah, no, fan. Seinfeld, yeah. But Seinfeld. I did watch a lot of Friends uh, growing up. I have, too. Like, it, it's one of those shows that it just showed up on syndication all the time. So I just... Yeah. I've watched it. Yeah, you know. And so... But I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like, I wasn't, like, a fan. It wasn't... I was definitely, like, ugh. I mean... All right, fine. I'll watch I'll, this. I'll be honest. I, it's no out. Seinfeld. And I make fun of no. it for the fact that it is no Seinfeld. Yeah. But... I don't hate Friends. I don't, I don't care I for don't it. I don't remember liking any episode, except for the one that had Brad Pitt guest star. That one is actually kind of funny. Well, I will say this. The very beginning of the Friends reunion uh-huh. caught me a little off guard, Clay. I think I am a huge sucker for reunions, <laughs> especially whenever like seeing people see each other for the first time in a long time, you know? Whenever mm-hmm. they're like caught off guard, it always kind of gets mm-hmm. to me a little bit, right? And Clay, I do not know why, but when Matt LeBlanc, Joey, walked through the door, and he was fat, I cried. <laughs> not because I was sad about it, just because I, was, I, I, I can't even explain it. I just, I started tearing up. I was like, oh my god, this is. Age, aging is real. Mortality is real. <laughs> You're just like, if Joey's fat now, if Joey got old, I, I, I what hope is there for the rest no, no, of no. us? I, I can't, I can't properly describe it because it wasn't like a, <laughs> it wasn't like a helpless or like a hopeless cry. It wasn't like a negative thing. It was like beautiful in a way. I was just, it was I was like, just like accepting your mortality. Yeah, it was just that, like, like that age comes to us all. It was like, wow, that's so, and he's like so affable about it, like. They're, like he weirdly he he seems like the sharpest one out of all of them. He's like <laughs> recalling all of these memories of different episodes they did and like how yeah. the set has changed and everything like that. Yeah. And he's constantly he's constantly like he's constantly like didn't the set seem a lot smaller? And they're like, no, none, none of us. I mean, we haven't gotten any bigger. And he's like, speak for yourself. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's pretty. Well, I feel it's like pretty charming so far. Let's see. I you know what like I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause like 
Um, takes it takes a smart person to play a dumb person that sort of thing. Yeah, the dichotomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It takes a really like, nice person to play a bitchy person usually. Yeah, and and like because I feel like the thing is is like I wouldn't be surprised, but because like Jennifer Aniston kind of got huge after Friends for for a time. Mm-hmm. Like she's nowhere near the height of her powers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but but like she got she got way bigger than Friends. Yeah, she, and like yeah. She had and, the longevity and, out of all of them. Yeah. And, and like, Matthew Perry has his demons. Courtney, you Cox, know that he, Courtney Cox also survived Friends. Yeah. She um, had her own sitcom. I mean, and it did pretty well, actually. It wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't like the Joey show, you know, that happened yeah. in that long. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Perry, like you said. Has, has the, poor guy's got his demons. Got possessed by the demons. Um, I mean, he has has he's talked about it pretty candidly in the past. That yeah. He has like an alcohol problem. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm sure that kind of had had something to do with like what you're saying. Like David Schwimmer completely yeah. disappeared until he played uh, Robert Kardashian in uh, The People vs. OJ, which is one of the greatest seasons of TV I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I'm not, I'm not even um, kidding. That shit was amazing. Are any of us sad about that? About what? About David Schwimmer disappearing? Uh, not necessarily, but he is really good in The People vs. OJ. I'm yeah. not kidding. If you haven't seen that, dude, get on that. That shit is good. I might. It's incredible. Uh, and then and then that like seven-hour OJ documentary that ESPN did. <laughs> fe- um, phenomenal. <laughs> One of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say. What, what have you been watching recently? Oh uh, man, like not a lot, man. I uh I got sick. Uh like You should have been watching stuff. Uh well, I did. I did, but like I had to like watch like comfort food stuff. Yeah, like. And and so like I kind of cuz like okay, so like I feel like I've been talking about this cuz I I'm, I'm still like com- barely making it to the end. I got I got 3 seasons left of of my Supernatural watch, right? Mhm. But whenever I was sick, I mean, like I was sick. I, I don't. I'm not like so sick. I don't even want to talk about it because it's bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ooh, like I was cool. so, I was so sick. I couldn't even keep down liquids. I couldn't keep down water. Woo! What was it? That's, stomach virus? Yeah, stomach bug. Oh, uh, it turns bad. out like me and uh, th- like three friends all got sick from the same place. Where was it? Uh, it was. Uh, it was Luke's. Luke's is back. Yeah, it's been back. Man, I'm kind of craving their burgers. Yeah, the burgers are still good. Even though I, I but like it wasn't food. It, it got... for sure wasn't food poisoning because like oh, okay. I didn't get sick right after eating there. It's just that we think that like we we somehow we got infected by somebody who probably had it there. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, so it's not Luke's fault. It's just that's where we maybe one of us had it and spread it to the rest of us, or maybe like the the waiter had Was it. Was KC part of this group? No, this is work friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you infect the children? No. <laughs> what was some of the comfort watches? I've been uh, waiting for you to tell me. I well, you supernatural. I was just explaining what happened. So I couldn't. I didn't want to watch Supernatural because I needed something that I'd already seen before. Yeah. That I knew I could just like tune in and out because I just needed something yeah, to keep my mind off of like the to shit your brains out. Right. Yeah. You don't want to have to pause or like try to rewind like when you get back. Yeah. 
Um, so I just put on Psych. Mm. Would it surprise you to know, Clay, that I've only seen one episode of Psych, and I'm sure you can guess the episode? Uh, yeah, because isn't there like a Twin Peaks yeah. uh, parody like later in the series? Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you something, Hayden? You then, didn't really miss out much? Didn't hold up? No, it's it's fine. But like, it's fine. But I'm not going to, it's not one that I'm like, oh man, you should like go. It's fine. It's whatever. But like, Did you love it the, back, back at, at the time? Uh, no, I don't think I really ever loved it. I just, it was just something to watch. Mm, okay. Um, like I, I remember watching the first season when it came out. Like I mean, I didn't have cable, but like, Hold on. why are we talking? Why are we talking about Psych if you don't really like it? Because it's about the only thing I've, I've, I've oh, had time okay, to watch gotcha, this week. Gotcha. Yeah, there's nothing really else to talk about unless you want me to talk about uh, Supernatural for like the 85th time. Uh, yeah, let's get some variety. So like, I watched the first season when it came out because like. Yeah, it looked it looked fun. I, it came out when I was like in high school, so like. So what don't you like it, about it? What doesn't work for you? Because it's like, it, it's the. I will say this. I think it's the best version of uh, quirky detective has like a has a gimmick. Yeah. Like it's the best version, or at least it's the version I enjoyed the most out of it. Because like, the guy who plays the main dude, he's he has his charms. Like he's charming he's funny Mm -hmm. as like the kind of arrested development detective with uh with like perfect recall Uh um i think the things that save the show that make it watchable is uh dule hill who like was also in like um west wing he's the guy that plays uh sean's best friend gus Mm. he's good uh timothy omudson i think is his name He's like he's he's from uh he's from like the first couple episodes of uh, Is Deadwood. Is it Ray Wise in a, a lot? Maybe. I mean, he's in the Twin Peaks episode, but I think he's also a recurring character. Oh no, he is in it. He is uh he is in a, a episode or two. Well, Ray Wise has got to be good. I mean, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, uh, Corbin Burnson is also good. He's like the guy that plays the main character's dad. Okay. Okay. He's good. Like, it's it's one of those shows where like yeah, there's some standout people I just who love like how <laughs> I love how you're like watch Psych. It's fine. It's not very good. <laughs> and we're talking about Psych it's not great. Things. It's not great. Like it's, Psych. it's whatever. Psych. Yeah. Um, we'll say this. Um, there's some hella problematic early episodes. Tell me. Like that. um. Um, I won't get too far into it. This will probably be the last thing I'll say about the show. But in the first season, and I forgot this was all the way back in the first season. Um, there's an episode where there's a guy who thinks he's haunted. So that's why he hires psychic detectives. It turns out that he has disassociative personality disorder because he's trans. Hmm. And so one of his distinct personalities is a trans woman that's trying to get on HRT and get, you know, a a gender confirmation surgery. And his uh, he has a third personality that 
is killing that killed his killed their doctor uh because he didn't want to become a woman and so it's a personality that's like doesn't want to become a woman yeah it's um not great it's one of those that's one of those ideas where before you write it down you should probably go should i yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's a lot easier to do that when it's 2007 and nobody cares about trans people. It's true. Hey, uh, <laughs> not that I want to change the subject or anything. but I'm um, fine. Well, I was done. At the moment of this recording, as of yesterday and the day before, May 26th and 27th, do you know what that occasion marked, Clay? Uh, I don't. The birthdays of... Peter oh, Cushing, God. Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price. Oh, wow. All born within, well, okay, not the same year, but within right, the studios. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, wow. The trifecta, man. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, watch yeah, yeah. some, you know, season two should be Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and Vincent Price. <laughs> Just all three of them? Fuck yeah. That'd be amazing. Oh, God. That would be amazing. Oh, I would never want to stop recording. I'd be the one making you record them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the moment. That's the carrot that I'm gonna dangle in front of you. So we gotta get through Nick Cage first. You gotta, you gotta watch your Nick Cage movies before we can watch right. these three pillars of, we've got, of horror. We've got like 90 movies left, I think. No, we've only done we, 20. We got. Well, he hasn't made 110 movies yet. I thought he did. Now, like, I figured it up. There's only 95 movies that we were actually going to watch. No, Clay, because we're doing the direct-to-videos also. It makes no sense not to. Um, I don't think there's any more that were just direct-to-video left. You said that, but it's, this, this, the years between... I'm going to put it to you like this. Hayden, Hayden, the only thing that I have, that I have removed it from this point on is documentaries okay yeah i was gonna like, say the only thing we should not watch are like documentaries that he's in yeah and things with and archival shorts. footage yeah 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 but like, those are the only things feature everything that's a feature that he's in we should watch yeah like i surprisingly there's very little that i actually like left off of his rotten tomatoes list that does so, not surprise me <laughs> yeah yeah I'll I'll be honest. There is a movie coming up that is totally on the list because I love it, uh-huh. even though according to my criteria, it should not be on the list. Hmm. Anyway, so moving cameo. on, Hayden. Moving on, Hayden. He's either uh, a cameo. Okay, you know it's weird. I was perusing uh, his filmography not too long ago. He's Shadow of the Vampire is in his credits. Oh yeah, but see, I think that's um, and, and 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 I thought he was he may have just been a producer on it, but it also said it was like listed in his acting credits. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, um, I'd love to rewatch and talk about Shadow of the Vampire, but uh, I don't recall him being in it whatsoever. Yeah, not even as a cameo, unless there was like a deleted scene and it got cut out. Um. But yeah, now I'm trying to think of what you were just referring to. 
Yeah, no, I think that one. It's it's he's just a producer. Uh, he intended to play uh, the guy who who played Nosferatu, but oh yeah, Max sure. uh, gave it to Willem Dafoe whenever Willem Dafoe expressed interest in the movie. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe was nominated for that performance. I don't. I can't recall if he won. I think that's a oh Hayden. That should be Patreon content right there. Like it's a movie that's like connected to Nick Cage, but he's not actually in it. Down. Yeah. All right, Hayden. Uh, Bad Lieutenant. What do you remember about this movie? I remember really liking it. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, um, I remember. I mean, I remember this being at one time. I probably would have said this was my favorite Nick Cage movie. I don't think it was ever my favorite, but it was definitely high up there. I mean, the year the year I saw this, I, I think Werner Herzog was one of those. Because Clay, remember when we had? Remember our original podcast? Oh God, no, we can't talk about that. Uh, that we we won't talk about it. But I do remember we. I mean, back when we were to, when we were totally original and just borrowed the format of another podcast, yeah. we just did lists every episode. Like anyone yeah. would hear us listing shit. Um, yeah, we did favorite directors, and at that time, I, I I cannot tell you how different my favorite directors are nowadays. But um, oh, I can imagine. But included among my favorite directors was Werner Herzog. Yeah, and I do love Werner Herzog is one of those people that like I love him as a person, like Guillermo del Toro. I love them as people and personalities. Yeah, I love listening to them talk. But I find it hard to say that they're one of my favorite directors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get that. But that was around the time when we first watched this movie. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's that's the best Nick Cage movie. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Would, would Kubrick have been on your list back then? Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. And now you couldn't pay me to watch a Kubrick movie. <laughs> eh. Too boring. Get him out of here. Nah. Yeah, they're awful. You're gonna tell me like the you're gonna tell me that uh, the Shining is boring. It is fucking boring. I like the Shining, but it's boring. Ugh. Two thousand one is one of those movies. Two thousand one is like an awesome movie, but it's boring as sin. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and guess the movie that's coming up that doesn't meet the criteria. <laughs> um. So hey, I want to ask you though. Just out, just for fun. What is like your top five directors now? Hmm. What are yours? Mine are <sighs> Cohen Brothers. David Lynch is still on there. That's probably the one that's still there. Cohen Brothers, David Lynch, Peter Jackson. Um, I really should have thought about this. Here, I gave you three. You give me three while I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Hold on, Clay. What movie is it that doesn't... I think Coen Brothers. I think Coen Brothers are definitely on that list, because I like every single Coen Brothers I've ever seen. They're all, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, I know what movie doesn't meet the criteria. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Hayden, as I was saying... (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Anyway, as Coen I was Brothers saying, are Hayden, one of those. Coen Brothers are one of those that it's like I almost don't want to include them because they're a given, but 
but I yeah. cannot deny it. I love no, the like crunch. they don't they don't miss for the most part. I miss. mean, Intolerable Cruelty cool, cool is probably a miss. And, Intolerable Cruelty uh, is a miss, and Lady Killers is pretty bad. But yeah, yeah. But like again, much like we said last uh, last episode uh, with James Cameron, if you're like worst seven movies, favorites of theirs, if your if your if your worst movies are Intolerable Cruelty and Lady Killers, yeah, like you're yeah. fine. Oh, dude. Um, so, like, Coen Brothers, are, I think, are a given. Uh, even though I'm not a big fan of his last movie, I think I still got to go Edgar Wright. Yeah, like, Baby Driver's I, gonna... Baby but... Driver's not, it's not great. It's totally fine. Um, last Night but... in Soho looks pretty good. And I haven't seen you... the trailer yet, but, like, I'm excited. Did like, you of course see, his, uh, see his documentary that he did? No. It's about some musicians. I can't even, I can't even tell if it's a fictional documentary or uh, <laughs> real. Oh, I think I saw like trailers for that. I think I know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, no, like f- f- what, what has he made? Like five feature length movies. Mm-hmm. And like four of them are like all probably like in my top, like 15 favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, I got my other two. Who's the other two? Tim Burton and Toby Hooper, probably. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, Coen Brothers, David Lynch, Peter Jackson, Tim Burton, Toby Hooper. But, like, Rob Zombie, Sam Raimi, there's a lot of guys floating around up there. Yeah. I think that's I think that's my problem, is, like, I have a lot of people who I like their movies, but, like... The... And I like some of the things that they do and that they're known for, and they're like distinct voices. But mm. I don't know if they're like my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like t- I love every Terrence Malick movie, but I've mellowed out to the point where it's like I'm. When am I in the mood to watch a Terrence Malick? I have yeah. to be in the mood to watch a Terrence Malick. Yeah, I mean, I guess because of because I'm like I'm like I'm like running on fumes here trying to figure out who's my favorite director. Like, um, I think Tarantino's on that list, Tarantino's and I don't want Tarantino. A, no, no, but this, it almost goes beyond that, because that can be a factor. That can be a factor. Uh, Coen Brothers are enough in a, of an enigma that it doesn't factor in. Their movies yeah. are just so good. Yeah. Even though I don't really know enough about them. Peter Jackson yeah. is a lovely person. Yeah. And it also helps that he's made some of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. You know. Uh, but like, I don't want to put Tarantino on the list because like, but every movie that's he's such made a, is like fucking crackerjack, dude. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. But it's so it's such a boring pick. That's what that's how Coen Brothers feel for me, and almost David Lynch to an extent. I feel like, like I feel like Tarantino is is worse, like because he's such because like I guess the thing is is like. It's He's so very obvious. boring people's favorite movie, our favorite director. Yeah, it's the whole idea of like the Pulp Fiction poster on the wall and whatnot. Yeah. You know. Um, when it's everybody's favorite, it's hard to feel a little bit owner- ownership over it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, um, would you say, well, I'm trying to think of your favorite movies. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, you would think, as much as I love the Indiana Jones movies, you think, oh, obviously Spielberg, right? I'm like, wrong. Sp- I mean, an argument can be made that Spielberg's one of my favorites. I love Spielberg. I love yeah. all his movies. But it, 
I love a lot of his movies too, but like I'm not I'm not dying to see the next Steven Spielberg movie. At this point, I kind of am because I mean, who doesn't want to see West Side Story on the big screen? I want to see that. Oh shit! I know the big I know the other big name that's I'm surprised is not on your list anymore. Uh, PTA. Yeah, I mean, like again, I like a, I like most I I love most of his movies, but like, eh, I mean, who has the energy? Yeah. <laughs> Who has the energy for PTA? <sighs> yeah, I, I think I think PTA and Darren Aronofsky might have been on my list back then. Yeah. I don't think they're there anymore. Um I do know that like Robert Rodriguez used to be on my, on my list oh, because I liked but like that guy has <laughs> made so much garbage. Yeah. He yeah. Had, I, he's, there are certain directors where like uh having children ruins them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I think it's been since Grindhouse that, like, uh, Robert Rodriguez made a good movie. Uh, probably, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, like, no, I, Machete, I, I, I Machete like, Kills was fun. I, I hate, I hate to tell you this, Clay. What's that? Actually, no, I don't hate to tell you this. I really enjoy Alita Battle Angel. Oh right, I haven't seen that. I, and didn't did he just produce that no, new James Predators Cameron movie, or did he direct produ- it? James Cameron just produced it. He directed it. He directed the the newest Predator movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Alita. Um, he di- no, he just produced. Or was that the? Was yeah, he, he produced- just produced the Adrian Brody one. That's right. But because was he not connected he, to the latest one, he produced it. No, but because he produced okay. it. Shane Black and Fred Decker were in charge of the last one. Oh, that's right. But because uh, Rodriguez produced the La- or the Adrian Brody Predators, they shot it in uh, at Hamilton Pool around Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my shelf like, Martin Scorsese, fucking awesome. It feels weird to say he's one of my favorites, though. Like yeah. Obvious. And I will go so far oh. as to say I don't feel any personal connection to most of his movies that I love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I yeah, love the Departed like, and Casino and Goodfellas and whatnot, but like, I mean, they don't feel like personal picks I, to me. I, and you know, the other person I would say that I really love all of their movies. I think I've seen all of their theatrically released movies. Um, James Gunn. Hmm. Like looking at it, I think I've seen because like. I, I, the only thing is, I know he like what he wrote Tromeo and Juliet back in the day. He directed it too, I think. He's not credited. Really? I don't. I'm pretty sure huh. I don't think that was his first director movie. Uh, Slither. Uh, Slither, uh, Slither is amazing. I love Slither. Slither's amazing. I need to rewatch Super. I don't really like and Super. I need to rewatch it because I didn't like it whenever it came out. Mm. But I, I feel like I need to give it another shot. Um, you want to hear my most pretentious pick, Clay? Yeah, what's that? Even over Terrence Malick. There's this hmm. Polish director, Andrzej Zhuwalski. I've only seen three of his movies. He made. I feel like I know that name. Yeah, he made quite a bit more. He died a few years ago. I've only seen uh-huh. three or four of his movies. And they are fucking bananas, dude. And... He made a movie in 1981 with Sam Neill and Isabella Johnny called Possession. 
Amazing movie. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So he's up there. Dario Argento's up there. Lucio Fulci's up there. I mean, there's a lot of guys. But if, if it has to be five, it's got to be Cohen's David Lynch. Uh, like I said before, Peter Jackson, Tim Burton, and uh, Toby Hooper. It's got to be them. You know, I'd have to. The problem is, I'd have to go look at my Criterion collection because I feel like there's a name I'm forgetting that I know I have like a bunch of their movies from the Kira Criterion Kurosawa. collection. I don't think I want to say Kurosawa because I only like his samurai movies. Hmm. That guy's made a ton of movies. Yeah. But it feels disingenuous to say Kurosawa, even though like every movie I've seen by him, I love. Yeah. Um. Would you would you would you would you give me the the chance to just go quickly look at my Criterion Collection movies yeah, for just well, I'm like just once I come back? Here. Yeah, okay. I didn't I didn't know if you had a hard out or anything. Just give me one second. I'll be right no, back. No, you're good. Okay, turns out that was helpful for the totally wrong reason. Uh-huh. Because I realized um while I do have like a couple people who like I do have a bunch of their movies on Criterion, they're they're for sure not people I would say are my favorite director. But I did see on that same bookshelf, I did see a person who absolutely has to be on the list for me now. Um, and, like, what have I said so far? Coen Brothers, Edgar Wright, uh, Tarantino. Mm. I got a fourth now, finally. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Ryan Johnson. I still need to see The Brothers Bloom. It's good. Um, have you ever seen Brick? Saw Brick. I like Brick. And I do like Last Jedi. And I do really mm-hmm. like Knives Out. Yeah. So like it's got a strong everything, everything that guy's made that I've seen. And I think I've seen all of his feature length movies. Uh huh. Again, the only one I don't really care for that much is Looper. But again, if Looper's your oh, yeah, worst Looper, movie, Looper was pretty good. It's fine. It's just it's just not what I was expecting. Uh huh. And I think I think kind of the thing is, is I'd have to rewatch it. But it feels it feels like the movie that doesn't do what Ryan Johnson's best at. Uh huh. And that's uh, playing with your expectations, yeah, and like twisting it. Like he takes he takes something that is a conventional idea and then twists it somehow. Like Brick is a yeah, the high school is like noir. a neo noir yeah. movie set in a high school. Yeah, um, Knives Out is a whodunit where you know who did it. The person who got murdered didn't actually get murdered. Yeah. Um. And uh, Last Jedi was just the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made, and we're gonna move on. Wait, what is Brothers Bloom subverting? I don't remember that one. Okay. It's it's. I watched it when it came out, and I liked it, but like that was the first Ryan Johnson movie I'd ever seen. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until like years later that I saw. I finally watched Brink, and when I when I watched Brink, I was like, or no, why am I saying Brink? Brink's a different thing. Brick. When I watched when I finally watched Brick. Uh, that was kind of when I realized, like, oh, this is what Ryan Johnson does. Yeah. Like, I figured out, like, what is the thing that Ryan Johnson does? What does he do that's interesting? This is what he does. And, like, that's whenever I was like, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And? And what? So you're still missing one? I'm still missing one. Neither one of us have said a Lady Clay. Yeah. So it falls on you. <laughs> What am I gonna say, Catherine Bigelow? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, know. I like, I like pressure's the off of me. Now you gotta come up with one. 
There you go. Say Sofia Coppola. No one gives a shit. I've only seen one of her movies. It's pretty good. It is really good, but All again, all the other like, ones I've tried to watch, not so much. But uh, yeah, yeah. But like, that's kind of the thing. Is like I such a stinker. Know. I, you know what? A few more movies, I'll be happy to put Greta Gerwig up there. I love Little Women, and I really like Lady Bird. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I, need, I, I need love to, her I need Little Women remake with Chris Cooper. Makes me cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know who's you know who's a runner up on my top directors. What? Joe Johnson, baby. October yeah. Sky, Wolfman, <laughs> Rocketeer, Jurassic Park Rocketeer. 3, Pagemaster. Yeah. That dude, Joe Johnson, just knocks him out of the fucking park, dude. I don't know. My, man. You're struggling over there, man. I am. Because it's like I like a lot just of movies. A, just and pick like a lot. basic one. Like, I mean, if I had to pick a basic I love Chris Nolan. Every, almost every movie he's made I, I really like. Yeah, I'm not taking Chris Nolan. No, but you know what I'm saying. Pick a pick a obvious. One. I think I'd rather pick take Sam it. Raimi. I, I dude. for sure Sam, would rather take Sam Raimi. Uh, that guy's got some misses with me though. Like what? I think I'd rather. I think I just will take care of Kurosawa. All right, your funeral. All right. Well, Hayden, <laughs> uh, it's. It, I think it's time that we go and. Yeah, watch, I'm gonna make a uh, prediction. I'm gonna make a prediction. We will not talk about the movie as long as we have talked about our favorite directors. That's true. But to be fair, I am going to cut a lot of this down. Yeah, Patreon content. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be Patreon content. There's just there's a lot of like, uh, let me look at this real quick. Let me think. Ooh, like, there's a lot of pauses. Is a big runner up for me, too. Yeah. All right, Hayden. We, it's, it's time for us to go watch uh, Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans. Uh, y'all don't go anywhere. Or we'll shoot you. Like a bad we're, lieutenant. We're not. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> I was a bit of a I was a bit of a bad lieutenant while I, while we took a break to watch this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, Mr. Gilbert? I got uh, drunk. Like... Not not while watching the movie. Uh, oh wait, I was no. Gonna say, did you? No, yeah. I was going to sure. say, did you do a while lot of heroin and cocaine with your uh, with your prostitute girlfriend? Is that was that what you meant by? Nah, that? man, those days is behind me. My heroin days are long <laughs> in the past. Uh. Yeah, so you got you got kind of deep in your cups, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did too. Not not to the extent that you did, apparently. But like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I had a few. I had a few drinks uh, yesterday. The reason why is uh, as of recording, yesterday was uh, last day of uh, the school year. So oh, yeah, congratulations. I'm a, I'm a free man for eight weeks. Congratulations. That's a good feeling, man. You gonna take any big yeah. trips? Yeah, pro- probably not. Oh, might go to Galveston. 
What? You gotta you gotta go somewhere. Where am I gonna go? Hey, the best part of being a teacher is Hey, we should be talking about Bad Lieutenant. We can talk about Yeah, you're right. We can talk about my big trips another time. Your lack of big trips. Yeah. Oh god. Hayden so we watched we've watched this movie before. Yeah, this was this was a big one back in the blockbuster days, man. It was, man. I think this is like one of the movies that we first really like. We were like Nicholas Cage is he's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and like it's, I feel it's like awesome watching him watching him be so cool in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I ever thought of him as cool. No, like it was no, very no, clear. No, 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 not cool. But this was a movie that, on a you know, uh, hypothetically, if we had had a previous podcast, uh, and hypothetically, if we had done an episode where we listed the most badass movies when we use the word badass unironically um <laughs> hypothetically i believe this movie made the list because yeah, it was, probably because it was cool to watch nick cage do bad things yeah <laughs> uh times was different not not really we were just stupider i think not yeah stupid. i mean i feel like we always recognize that like He's a psychopath in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But remember, those were the days when watching movies about psychopaths was like, I don't know, it was fun because Nicolas Cage was overacting and everything. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. It was like like looking through it through a completely different prism because like, you know, you're just, you know, you're, you're stepping into the pool of watching all of these new kinds of movies and it's yeah. exciting because it's it's so different from what you'd been seeing for so long. And mm-hmm. not not that I had never seen like you know, I, I I wasn't super sheltered when it came to movies and stuff. So like yeah. not that I had never seen a movie with this kind of content in it before, but the fact that it was a marriage of Werner Herzog, Nicolas Cage, and these like weird brackish waters you get from them together you know yeah i guess it's like it, it was the fact that it was like it felt very avant-garde and also kind of mainstream just because of the yeah. genre that it is yeah you know it, i mean like it blew my mind when i first it, saw it i mean it's Werner herzog doing a cop movie yeah exactly and, and it, like it still has all the elements of a Werner herzog movie but also like it's kind of grounded yeah yeah you know and it's not it's not it's it has weird moments but it's not really a weird movie no it's not a surreal movie it's just a movie with surreal uh elements and that's cool yeah no it's it's great yeah but i was and like i was a little oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say uh believe in the intro we may have expressed some hesitance going back into this one not knowing how we would view it all these years later. Uh, Clay, my taste in movies has certainly changed. Um, yeah. I'm sure yours has as well. Sure. Um, not really. I'm hardly ever in the mood for like... Mm, how should we say this? Okay, I, before I, you like really go off into this deep dive, can I quickly... Because I want to like... Yeah. Before we say how we feel about the movie, I kind of want to address my hesitancy because I don't know if I I don't know if I really put it into the right words, the beginning. But sure, go ahead. 
So like like what? So continue what you were to say. As long as you're not gonna just be like. No 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 no. no. I'm not. I'm not gonna bulldoze this thing. I was just saying. Um, oh no, that, that I was expecting you. I just didn't want. You, I wanted the. I wanted to be able to like have my just have a moment right. to be able to express. Right. My pre my like. Yeah, my issues before going into this movie again. Right. I guess I should before say before you revealed your Yeah, no, your no. I should say in the last few years I've definitely felt more of a pull to just watch comfortable movies, you know, comfort blanket mm-hmm. movies. Which is fine, but you know, definitely my adventurous movie watching spirit has kind of waned. And I you know, honestly, a good a good point of comparison would be Every now and then, an Uncut Gems will come out. And I'll be like, okay, I kind of want to see Uncut Gems. Even though I know I'm, it's going to be stressful. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, oh, you know, on the edge of my seat the whole we time. Need... I would love to talk about our experiences with Uncut Gems. Because, boy, do I... That was... Yeah, that was rough. But I like that movie. Rough. I mean, all... It was, as you said, stressful. Oh, it would be hard. It was... It, it was... It... A... It'd be difficult for me to not just talk about Julia Fox the whole time, oink oink. But um, true. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, no one would blame you. What a fox. Anyways, uh, well, yeah. oh my god. Okay, we got we got to change something. But anyways, yeah. so going back into this, even though I knew what I was expecting, I was a little worried that I that my, you know, that this that I wouldn't love this as much as I used to because. I can't remember, but when we did the prior to the podcast rankings, I mean, this was definitely top five material for me. I believe this was very high up on both our lists. Yeah. Like, okay, but say what I think you mine were it was say. originally sixth. Okay, so like my thing was is a little bit different. Like I, you know, not to and and, and like I, I I understand why you want more comforting movies nowadays, and I totally mm-hmm. respect it. I don't I don't want to say that. Oh, Clay's the better film person because you know. No, you do want to say that. Movies. You do want to say that. No, 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 no. Because I understand that. Like, part. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like part of that is, like, you you are a person who like you went through a film studies program, and you've worked on uh, actual film sets, and it was we've talked about it off air, but that was like a very rough uh experience for you that, yeah absolutely you know. oh yeah absolutely that that goes into it but i will say also like i've just seen a lot of movies i i feel like i've kind of earned i've earned the you've earned taking a break yeah i've earned the settling down a little yeah. bit like i like yeah i've i've waded through the swamps of different kinds of movies already yeah you know? now i'd like to say i'd like to point out that like just because a, a movie's challenge quote-unquote challenging it still has to be good you know, yeah. Like you're, you're probably not gonna ever catch me watching a movie that's just a it's 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 a war of attrition to get through, and it's just so you can say you watched it. Yeah. You know, something like Serbian film back in the day. Ah, leaving Las Vegas. The reasons why I did not watch that movie back in the day are really lame and stupid, and I'm I'm I was such a fucking no. Like Serbian film is just but, a, that's just a uh, an edge lord movie, dude. You, yeah, exactly. You have nothing to have regret. Time. You have nothing to regret, Clay. Yeah, I, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't, I don't want to watch movies that are quote unquote challenging, but like have nothing interesting to say. Yeah. Like, uh, I still like something like Irreversible, and like if there was ever somebody who like wanted to watch it, I probably would watch it again with them. 
but I'm never gonna just pop that one in. That's not a pop That's in. Not, that is not a pop in. <laughs> not a pop. Not a pop in movie. It's not a um, pop in. But if 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 it's a movie that is challenging and and and, dis, and goes to dark places, but has something interesting to say, or at least is artistic in its production, I'm still all about that. But I, you know, uh. You know, that's just I, I feel like that's the kind of things that I do legitimately enjoy. It's not something that I do to prove anything about myself. It's a thing that I do genuinely enjoy. I feel like kind of a, an analogy to that would be like uh, I'm a person who likes really spicy food. I've done the whole try to eat something that is just so fucking hot that it literally makes your throat feel like it's closing up. Uh-huh. I'm done with that. Yeah, because that is not worth it. It's it's fucking not. This I've, is this is your version of what I was just talking about with the movies. Yeah, kind of sort of, but like, but like the thing is, is I still really like my food spicy though. Like I like my food spicy. George likes his chicken too. spicy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I like you know I like spicier foods than most people. Yeah, but I still need it to taste good. I don't like things that are just spicy for the sake of being spicy right right and so i like challenging movies that are rough to get through but they have to be they have to offer something yeah they have to offer something besides just shock value Mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like you know that's one of the things i didn't like about like because you were talking about like we earlier where it was like it was cool to like watch movies about psychopaths back in (laughs) back whenever we were younger and like during that time because you're right i think that's a that that there was something about like that time that felt like those we were kind a little edge we were edge lo- we were little yeah but lords. I feel like it was also something that was in the culture yeah and oh I was definitely kinda, as you were saying that it was, I was cool like, I mean it was cool to be bad like like yeah. I mean glorified I, I was, being uh being assholes yeah I was thinking oh god if Joker came out by back then it would be like I heralded oh, as the greatest movie ever oh dude <laughs> and like I feel like that's what Joker did. Joker wanted to... I mean, granted, it still wanted to be able to make money and be mainstream, so it wasn't, like, uh-huh. super challenging, but it did feel like we're trying to make a movie that's trying to be challenging, and, and it's about this bad character, but not really saying anything. This isn't This isn't uh, a regular comic book movie. This is... Yeah. This is a real gritty... Uh, Fuck off. Uh, anyway, I made myself mad by talking about the Joker. But anyway, <laughs> anyway... So, Hayden, should we get into our thoughts about... No, nah, I think we should Portugal keep beating and... around the bush. <laughs> I think we should keep... All right, I'm just going to come out and say it. I still fucking love this movie. Yeah, I mean, I was going to save it as I... a surprise for you, but you checked my letterbox rating before. <laughs> you jerk! I, no, no, because here's the thing. Hayden, I'm sorry. I, I just... I couldn't... If, if you came on here and were like, Clay, I hated this movie, I, that'd be the end of the episode. Well, Clay, what if I told you this was all an elaborate ruse to make you think that I still loved it? (laughs) Clay, I hate this movie now. No, I don't believe you. Can we end the episode now? No, I'm kidding. No. No, I, I... I still love this movie. Like, all of those worries... That's good. All of those worries melted away as soon as I started getting into this. And I don't want to jump the gun... But this might still be my favorite Nicolas Cage performance. Oh man, it's 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 definitely like one of his best. I'm trying to think of a better one in our top five that we have currently. 
I think you might be right. Like, I mean, this is. I mean, this. Is, I, this I've is, said it. This is the best balance of. Or, this is the perfect amount of Crazy Cage. The perfect amount. Yeah. of Crazy Cage. Like I've talked about how like Face Off is like the perfect Nick Cage movie. Yeah. I think this still is. I think you're right. I think this is still Nick Cage's best performance. Oh yeah. Like he's he's go. I mean, and also correct me if I'm wrong, but like from the way he described it in that interview video that I showed you, that was kind of the the inspiration for for this for this podcast mm-hmm. to like do a deep dive on Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounded like Nick Cage kind of scared Werner Herzog a little bit, which kind of astounds me. <laughs> he's, like this is Werner Herzog who, is looked into the eyes of chickens, man. <laughs> <laughs> he seems a like, stupidity. <laughs> it's a cosmic stupidity. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, like, um, like Klaus Kinski has Werner Herzog. Has Werner Herzog used Klaus Kinski more than once? Like, is he somebody that? Yes, they were. Kind of yeah, like they go-to? were frequent collaborators. That's what I thought, and like. Klaus Kinski is a maniac. Yeah, like, no, Klaus Kinski outside, was like the, talk the, about watching people be psychotic. Uh, yeah, uh, Klaus Kinski was one of the most volatile actors who ever lived. Yeah, yeah, and like Nick Cage scared <laughs> Werner Herzog like, a little bit. Ni- like <laughs> Nicholas Cage is, I-, I wrote down in my notes. He's like so obviously cranked up the entire movie around everyone, like so obvious, not hiding it. Yeah. He's like some like demonic Quasimodo with the hunchback. He's got no sideburns. Yeah. He's like kind of like a little monster. And he's got his yeah. giant magnum just like stuffed in the front of his pants. <laughs> yes. It's what like is up with that. It's the It's such a great like performance from the id you know it's yeah so 100 it's wonderful yeah yeah and like supposedly he wasn't actually doing drugs on set but he made everybody think he was <laughs> and then, like Werner was just like was just like i can't do a Werner Herzog, but like he's yeah, basically you can. you're him, like, german you can uh, do it <laughs> he's like uh, i looked into I, the eyes of cage and I saw cosmic stupidity. <laughs> no, uh, 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 yeah, like apparently, like, like, like Cage was like carrying a thing of like, um, some kind of like dextrose sugar or something in like that little vial, and like before like a take would like put it on his finger and like pretend to do it like Coke, <laughs> and like Werner Herzog asked him what it was, and he's just like, and he, he's like. It's fucking coke. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> like to get in the to get into the character, he like had to, had to like fucking psych himself up. Oh gosh. Um, oh, God, here, I have a few. I have a few little tidbits. Got a few notes. Yeah. Well, okay. I think I up front we should, which I think we're past the point of up front right now. But up front, we should address the little mild controversy about this you know this this movie's status as a non-remake non-sequel to bad lieutenant the abel ferrera movie with harvey keitel so yeah even though it shares the same name 
The same loose, loose plot. Like, loose... So, I shouldn't say same, but, like, loosely similar plot. Um, the same release date of November 20th. And the same producer as the Abel Ferreira movie. Uh, Werner Herzog said that there is absolutely no connection and that he's never even seen the other movie. Like, he, he was fighting the screenwriter the whole time trying to get the name changed because he didn't want that association. Yeah. But apparently they thought that there would be some built-in audience if they if they kept the title. Yeah, I don't know. The, oh. the IP. Um, Abel Ferreira, who is also a very volatile personality, uh, he was, like, interviewed about it whenever they were making Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. And Ferreira said, I wish these people... I wish these people would die in hell. I hope they're all in the same streetcar and it blows up. <laughs> and then off. Herzog said, uh, Herzog was asked for a response and he said he had never even heard of Abel Ferreira and had no idea who he was. <laughs> and then later, eventually over a bottle of whiskey, they made peace and shook hands. And yeah, I mean, it's all like, water rushing dangerously the, towards a bridge. The only thing that is similar about this movie is that There's a it's bad about a corrupt cop. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad, it's a corrupt cop, and like, I think there's something about like, doesn't like Harvey Keitel's character like rape a nun or something, or is that the 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 or is that the? Um, I've never actually the, seen it. I know he. I, I know, know he. He pulls a Louis C.K. on some ladies in a car. I know that much. Yeah. Um, like, but okay. So the guy who wrote the script for this movie, he was a veteran of Law and Order and NYPD Blue. His name's William Finkelstein. I think he uh -huh. wanted there to be more of a connection because he Probably. was pressing on it being called Bad Lieutenant, and originally it was set in New York, like the other Bad yeah. Lieutenant, but on. Nicholas Cage's insistence they moved it to New Orleans which is just like the best idea. I mean the the uh -huh. fact that this takes place in New Orleans and New Orleans is I hate this cliche but is such a character in the movie itself. Yeah. You know yeah. like it's wonderful cuz I don't know about you Clay, how do you feel about New Orleans? I have never actually gotten to visit. Really? Dude, yeah, you would love it. I love I know New I Orleans. would. I love New it's Orleans. It's a food city. It's got interesting culture music. and like history, like music. And if you I, hang you know around, if you hang around really really late, Clay, I'm telling you right now. It feels like very supernatural. <laughs> like if you <laughs> hang out, if you hang out in the uh, um after everything's kind of like died down around like 3 a.m. and there's only a few other people on the street like you can kind of feel a little yeah uh, well you know the yeah. sad thing was hayden um covid ruined my chance to go to go to the go to, go to new orleans uh what were you gonna do was, new orleans I jazz was fest go, no i was gonna go in july like uh i had a trip planned and everything and uh oh, damn well yeah, july's around COVID. the corner and everything's open so you can go yeah, I don't see. I'm, I don't. We'll talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really want to go. I think I would love New Orleans. It seems like the perfect place for me to go visit. Oh, dude, it's wonderful. It's, I, I love. I love that city so much. Yeah. Um, uh, let me tell and you I, a little. Let me tell you a little story. So, uh, 
Because the, the first times I went was, uh, I used to go to the New Orleans Jazz Festival every other year. That's mm. where I saw Bruce Springsteen and stuff. But um, That's cool. Yeah, and so the first year we went, we were idiots. And we took a cat, we took like a an Uber. Or maybe it was pre-Uber. Maybe we took a cab. I can't Probably remember. pre-Uber. Yeah. We took a cab or the uh, New Orleans equivalent to a cab, to the, the fairgrounds. It was mile, It was miles away from where we were staying. And uh, had fun. And by the time everything was wrapping up, we went back and the lines waiting for public transport were ridiculous, Clay. Yeah. So, as the sun was setting, we walked... <laughs> um, I want to say like six or seven miles back to uh, the hotel, like overnight, and it, like like through uh, through I'll say very sketchy neighborhoods, through you know I, I, I mean uh, like you've seen this movie, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, Certain areas that you've probably seen in this movie, we were walking through at the middle of the night, and Clay, I still felt safer than I do walking through a parking lot in our hometown. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I'm sure absolutely bad things happen in New Orleans, but I I, yeah. I really I really loved my time there. I, I want to go back. Yeah. 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 I do too. Uh, cut that! Um, cut that little story out. We don't need that story. <laughs> Patreon content. Yeah, there we go. Premium content uh, right there. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah. So let's go back to the movie. So here's here's something I think is actually kind of interesting. As, as I, I think I appreciate this movie more than whenever I first watched it. I'm sure. And part of that is... Dude, I'll tell you right I, now. The first time I watched this, I didn't pay attention to the plot whatsoever. It it made no sense to me. I was just watching... Yeah. I was just watching Nicolas Cage be crazy. And I was like, this exactly. movie's great. And yeah. I watched it and, man, it was firing on all cylinders. Here's what I think is interesting to me. You know, it's it's easy to think that, like... You know, just to kind of, like, give some context to the story. You know, the, the basic premise is... Nicholas Cage and Val Kilmer are, are two cops, and, and Val Kilmer's not as big of a character. <laughs> Val Kilmer is like is okay. the The supporting cast in this movie is amazing. Oh, there's so many great people in this: Feruza Balk, Brad Dourif, uh, uh, Michael oh, Shannon. Michael Shannon pops up for a second, yeah. and also uh, Shea Wiggum pops up for a second as the whoa, whoa, big mistake. Biggs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, unrecognizable guy. with the goatee and the shaggy yeah. hair and everything. Yeah. But uh, and freaking Val Kilmer is just playing like oh Jennifer Coolidge is in it, mm-hmm. and, but like Val Kilmer is just a psycho. Like we th- like if the movie was about Val Kilmer, it would be darker. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer is uh, he's just he's just wanting movie. to kill people though. Yeah, movie. but like you know the the. The thing is, is like the movie starts off and it's it's right after Hurricane Katrina hits New Orleans, and like 
uh, Nick Cage and Val Kilmer are going back to get something out of uh, out of one of their coworkers' lockers, and they realize that there's a dude in the uh, in, in still in locked the, up, had been up. left yeah, behind, yeah, up. yeah. And so Nick Cage ends up deciding to to save him, and like while doing so, like Fox is back up. I think it's kind of implied that like. Nick Cage jumps down and like the water wasn't as deep as he thought. So, like, right, right. I always thought that was funny that he's such a he's such a bitch. He jumps down, <laughs> he jumps down in water and hurts his back and it screws him up for life. But no, yeah, but, the implication is that the water isn't that deep where he landed on a desk or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, you know, he he, you know, I'm sure like that height that he's like at, like you probably shouldn't be jumping from that to the ground. He tried you to know. do Clay. He he actually tried to do one good selfless act and uh, and screwed his back up for life. Yeah, and like that's kind of implied that like oh that's like what caused his descent. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They both were like planning on leaving that guy, and yeah. very much took a. Oh, who gives a shit about you? You're just some fucking criminal in lockup. Nobody's gonna give a shit about you if you're if you die. Yeah, they're literally making like, jokes we'll, while he's we'll, like, and they're like taking bets like how long it'll be before <clears throat> the guy drowns. Yeah, like I know I've said this about two different movies before, and I said it as a as a as a as a criticism. Uh, but no, this straight up is the all cops are bastards the movie. Yeah, but I also think you're missing the point. Is like I think. This movie's worldview is very troubling, but like I, I don't mean like in a problematic way. I just mean like it's a very negative worldview. But I mean that's what makes the movie interesting because we'll get into it later. But well, he's only rewarded for doing bad things. Like he's only oh, exactly. rewarded yeah, 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 for yeah. being evil. And, but like Hayden, I think that like is the is the hallmark of the A cab idea. Yes, but I I think it's bigger than that is what I'm saying. Maybe so, but I like think it's I, about, I think I think it's about the the malice of this guy's soul. True, that is a very Werner Herzog like yeah. way of looking at it. But like I think the thing is is that like we are not to think that like oh this guy got punished for the one good deed and that's what made him bad. No, this guy was always bad. No, no, I no, I don't think that that was the starting point to anything. I'm just saying that it's an example of he or, tried to do one good thing and it like and it like turned around and the the world is only rewarding him for being bad. You know? Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah, this I universe. Do get that. But like, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like is like I think it's easy. It'd be easy like in a in a, in a lesser movie. You know, Nick Cage's character would yes, have been would yes. have been more selfless beforehand, and would have been, you know, like, hey man, don't you can't say that. just, that's a person. Like, yeah, you know, he would be fighting against the idea of of let's just leave this guy. No one's gonna miss him. Right. Yeah. And and he injures himself in this good deed, and that makes causes him to spiral into being the titular bad lieutenant. I t posit that like he's a cop. He was bad from the start. It's just that the this. The, the the back injury made him worse. Yes. Yeah. And like it it, it, it Are you it just magnified. saying that you didn't get that the first time you watched the movie? Oh god no. Oh. I thought I, I, even I, I got that, that and I was stupid. I don't really remember a whole lot about this movie except for like. What a I'm few saying, big Clay, moments. is you are dumber than I am. 
Yeah, now enough. I get the high ground. I'm Obi Wan. This is a movie from a very long ago that I only watched <laughs> once. You only watched Bad Lieutenant once? Yeah, Back it in was the day? a it, man. It was a it was like a it was a it was a rough movie, man. It was like hard to get through. Well, see, the, like, ba- just, ba- but see, back then I watched I watched these kinds of movies all the time because I just it, it was like my version of pulling up the freak out clips on YouTube. You know, I was like, right, I just want to yeah, see yeah. Nicolas Cage scream again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, this is this is not a movie that was easy for me to get through. I enjoyed it. Uh, See, I didn't like, co- I didn't dude. connect with it on an emotional level when I watched it back then. I was just like, yeah. "Wow, this is crazy!" And yeah. now I'm like, "Ooh, this is this is crazy, dark, baby." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, damn, I really like this movie. So real quick, Werner uh-huh. Werner Herzog, right? Kooky guy. Okay, I, very weird dude. Very, very literally. But like, the, I think I think I mentioned. To be this, fair, I think I mentioned. To be fair, what? The guy's German. Like, makes sense. Well, but even weirder, he was like, he like grew up in a village, didn't see a movie until like he was like seventeen or some shit, oh, and like, <laughs> like, I mean, just the craziest life. Like, I think I mentioned yeah. this in the intro, and forgive me if I did. Actually, cut this out if I did, Clay. I'm just giving you more work to do. But, like, remember those Dos Equis commercials? The most interesting man in the world. Yeah. Like, that is that is Werner Herzog. That's true. Like, I don't remember this, so I don't think you mentioned this. Oh, I mean, seriously, if, if anyone listening ever wants, like, a good time and you're bored and all you have is YouTube, just look up crazy facts about Werner Herzog. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, interviews yeah, yeah. with I him. Agree. He's He's amazing. But... Yeah, he released this the same year as another movie. Clay, have you ever seen or heard of "My Son, My Son, What Have Ye Done"? No. It stars some of the same cast, including Michael Shannon and Brad Dourif in a small part. Um, I I actually do remember this is one of the movies that I checked out from Blockbuster and never returned, <laughs> and uh. <laughs> Is produced by David Lynch. Uh, You're the my- reason why uh, Blockbuster went under. Yeah, because I because I took my son, my son. What have you done? Uh, yeah. It's to my knowledge, it's the only time he and David Lynch ever collaborated on a movie because David Lynch produced it, and it is uh, Michael Shannon's the main character, and it is based on a true story about a guy. Who was in a play and went crazy and killed his mom with a sword? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's I I don't remember much of it, but the things I remember about it are like replace the reptiles in this movie with ostriches and <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. There's oh, something man. there. God. Oh, I, I, okay. I've got more tidbits also. Real quick, though. Real quick aside. What is it with Nick Cage and lizards? Well, I, I want to talk about the lizards in a little bit, but you're right. I mean, between Time to Kill and this, that yeah. might be it. <laughs> he's got some. He's got. Some, oh, he's got he's a snakeskin jacket and Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a little reptile blood in. He's got him. a reptile thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so speaking of the beginning with the jail flooding, Clay, did you read mm-hmm. about this? 
to get the water the right color brown that they needed. Oh no! They first used paint, but that was toxic, obviously. And so they were like, uh, okay, let's try this again. So then they poured 2,400 cans of coffee into the water. Okay. And it just got absorbed into Nicolas Cage's skin. So if you can imagine, <laughs> like... Oh, no! So if you can imagine, oh, like... Oh, no! Yeah! Like, Nicolas Cage's... Literally shooting Fucking through the Luke roof. Cage almost got a caffeine overdose, dude. Oh god. So, oh. So then they're like, okay, Plan C. So they poured two thousand four hundred cans of decaf coffee in the water, and it was perfect. Okay. <laughs> but how oh. wonderful is that? It's just like he wouldn't need cocaine he'd be ho- he'd be hopped up on maybe no, they filmed dead. that maybe they shot that scene first and his performance it's... is just residual after effects of jumping into coffee dead. Water. that would be a caffeine overdose it'd be like it'd be like that one that one very special episode of uh of uh saved by the bell with the with the with the with the, with the study pills i'm so excited <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm so scared! <laughs> Dude, oh. I want to see uh, Nicolas Cage in an episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Time out! Is that what he said? He's like, hold it! Zach, yeah, whatever. Ah. Uh, okay, can I. I have to, I have to say one. I thought funny little thing I noticed hit me with, and this is like totally inconsequential to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. The 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 kid who saw who witnessed the the murder, or Denzel like Whitaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think what's funny, you know what I realized years later? You know what I realized? I fucking recognized him from. Hit me with it. He he plays young Zuri in Black Panther. You know what he also and, plays? What's that? He plays the magical blind kid in My Soul to Take, the second to last movie Wes Craven ever made before he died. Oh, that is a that is a Hayden Cannon movie. I fucking love My Soul to Take. Yeah, but yeah. He plays a magical blind kid in that movie. It's so, wonderful. So basically, he plays a young Forrest Whitaker character. Yes. And like, god damn it, he fucking looks like he could be Forrest Whitaker's son, <laughs> no. but it's not actually no. related to <laughs> no. Forrest no. Whitaker. No. No. It's crazy. You know what's funny, like, cause too? Because like, I was looking at him, and I saw like the cast list. I saw like the last name Whitaker, but I didn't really think about it. Uh-huh. And then I saw like the kid, whenever he like climbs in <laughs> no, the, the window. He looks like spitting like, image of Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I mean, not spitting image, but like... Looks like he could be related. Yes. Like, look, and I mean, like they have similar droopy faces. That's a that's a kind of problematic thing to say about two unrelated black people. But like, no, no, like we're he, vindicated. We're he, vindicated because he did play a young Forrest Whitaker in a movie already. No, I'm not saying it because they're both black. I'm saying it because Denzel Whitaker and Forrest Whitaker have droopy faces. <laughs> so I'm just being mean. I'm not being racist. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, but oh, yeah, like, I want that I want that to be made clear. Um, I thought that was funny. That was yeah. just the thing that I was just like, wait, what the fuck? But you know what's funny is you go to his uh, you go to his IMDb page because I had to look up. I was like, I wonder if there's any relation to Forrest Whitaker because it's yeah, the of last name, and uh, there's not. But I went to his IMDb page. And looked up the trivia, and he has a list of his influences, and that includes Denzel Washington. But it well, does he is named but, after Denzel Washington. But it does not include Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wonder if I Forrest like... Whitaker read that IMDb trivia, and on the set of Black Panther, he was like, "So, uh, why am I not included?" And then you, like, uh, punch the kid in the face. Yeah. Um, you heard it here first. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, it's, it's... The the cast, Clay. The cast. The cast is great. I mean, we could go through name by name and just say, great, great, yeah, great. Because they're all wonderful. I, I was really surprised when Michael Shannon showed up as, like, the, the, the property room cop. Yeah, I'm surprised that... Um, I'm surprised that Brad Dourif has never played a bookie before this. Like, it's true. He looks hey, he was, just he looks like, exactly a like a fucking bookie. <laughs> and I love Brad Dourif mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. But no, that guy's a bookie. Don't play like. me as a fucking stooge, Terrence. <laughs> okay, I've got I've got one I've got one last tidbit, but it's kind of divided into two. Uh huh. Okay. This. The, the final product of Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, Clay, as you might imagine, is not exactly the movie as it was written. Okay. By that William Finkelstein guy. Or, right. Oops. I don't know if that's his name. Finkel something. Uh, the Law and Order guy. Some scenes of drug use were omitted by Herzog because he has little interest in drug culture. That's a quote. Which means somehow that there were more scenes of drug use in the script. Which just <laughs> makes it seem like every every scene would begin with him snorting yeah, heroin or yeah, coke. Yeah, because he or, does a lot of drugs in that movie. Yeah, an insane amount. But a lot of stuff that Herzog added in pre-production or even on the spot, you could probably guess, Clay, because they are the most, I would say, iconic moments from the movie. Um, all of the reptiles, including the snake at the beginning, mm-hmm. the alligator on the highway, the iguanas. Oh, I the huh? I said I missed the alligator. It's it's the traffic collision that, that they run up on. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see it. The dead alligator in the middle of the highway that they uh-uh. do several close-ups of? Nah. With the little leg kicking? Yeah, I missed it. You're insane. Okay. Uh, the iguanas were mm-hmm. from Herzog, of course. And the aquarium at the end. So that little bookend of Nicolas Cage and, and that same guy in the jail cell with the snake. Yeah. Where he's in the water, and then at the very end, when they're sitting outside of the water at the aquarium, those uh-huh. were both from Herzog. Um, the shoot him again, his soul is still dancing moment was uh, Herzog on the spot. 
And then most of Ava Mendez and Nicolas Cage's relationship. In the script, they were more of just like drug buddies. Mm-hmm. And just like got so so like are what are, so what do you say? These are like additions that Herzog made to the script. Yeah, that he like behind the screenwriter's back was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like either on the spot day of filming or in pre-production. Oh, okay, okay. Those were all Herzog cool. editions. That makes sense. Like the, they're the, all the, the, the I mean, they're all like, the, they're all the most memorable parts of the movie, and they're very surreal. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, I the fucking shoot him again. His soul is still dancing. Is one of the greatest. It's that's one of the best scenes like ever. Like just yeah. the the guy the guy just fucking break dancing while like dressed up as the fucking gangster dude, <laughs> and, but with like, a mohawk and uh... with a mohawk and like. Oh, <laughs> weird, like, Zydeco, like... Harmonica music, yeah. Music playing behind. And then, like, whenever they shoot, start shooting again, the guy just drops. So, Clay, what do the reptiles mean to you? Because they are a recurring motif. It's true. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Um, to me, they're, like, the only spiritual presence in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, like they're they're very clearly like a hallucination that he's having. Well, yeah, but I mean they the moments at which they come in are like and take over the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there's something to it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I don't really have anything to say about it. It's just it's what gives it that kind of otherworldly weirdness to it that like is so indicative of Werner Herzog's style, which is like why I really like this movie. Like, I don't think this movie would have worked as well if it was just a straight cop drama. I mean, I would have loved it, but yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have been, been as fine. Memorable. It wouldn't have been. No, as it wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been as memorable. It wouldn't be what it is. It'd be fine. So you It'd just think movie. you just think that it's just a Herzog quirk. I mean, do you have like an actual like? I already said. I think they're. I think. Well, they you are... said you think that they're spiritual, like yeah. a spiritual element. But like, what does that mean? What do you mean by that? Um. Don't think too much about it, Clay. <laughs> See, that's why. I, that's why I, yeah, that's my problem with that statement. Well, I have a problem with your <laughs> statement. Oh, everything. Everything should mean something, Clay. I'm lying. <laughs> Can I tell you the other funny thing about this movie that what? are like that my feelings about the movie? What? So um I know he like straight up he did actually like have those people executed. I don't know if he actually pulled the trigger or anything, but I kind of felt myself being really charred by Exhibit's character <laughs> and we're just like I think I like his character better than Nick Cage's character. You would, Clay. You would side with that guy who murdered a family over it's a It's really fucked up that he married a family. But, like, I I kind of appreciated his idea of, like, trying to go legit. I'm just saying and, like, this is on brand for you, Clay. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Let me, try, let me try and salvage my comment about the reptiles being... All right, go for it. ...spiritual presence. Okay, so they are almost always observers right uh-huh all right okay 
uh, like the alligator is watching the other alligator on the highway, but you missed that, apparently. Yeah. Um, the iguanas are watching the stakeout. Okay. And then the way in which the movie is bookended. Oh, fuck. Fish aren't reptiles. <laughs> it's all falling apart. Because, oh, this was good, though. The way the snake is gliding on top of the water as if flying clay like an angel. And the the aquarium creatures behind them sort of floating behind them as if flying clay like angels. There, that's something. Go make a go make a video essay out of that. There you go. I think I have I a really career. I think I have a career. Uh, I think I have a career doing a YouTube movie criticism or analysis, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did a really great reptiles. Reptiles in Bad Lieutenant Protocol, New Orleans explained. Yeah, thirty minutes long, fifty-three ad breaks. It says absolutely nothing. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like uh, <laughs> going back to Exhibit. Like, uh, first off, like Exhibit's really good in this movie. Yeah, uh, he is good. He is good. Yeah, like his first scene, I was a little like, "What?" But then I was like, "Then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's what he's doing." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I it 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 I think I think what's it is kind of interesting that I feel like it really does a good job of not portraying him as like an absolute complete monster, and I think that would be a detriment to the movie. Like he's a bad person. Like, yeah, you know, we want to sympathize with the guy who murdered an entire family. No, but like my point is, is like it it kind of hits the home. Like why people do those kind of things? Like why do why people, people get murder drug entire trade? families? Yeah, you're right. Why people get into the drug trade? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. um, like he's he's wanting something that like he wouldn't have been able to have without turning to being a drug lord, and like you know. Uh, it's not. I mean, I'm not saying that like being a drug lord is a good thing. It's not. All right, Clay. But this is like your like, version. This is your version of digging your own hole, like I was with the with care. the reptiles. Fuck thing. the cops. All right. You heard it here first. First. Yeah, but like that's the thing, though. Is like both both men are absolutely self serving, but I do feel that like. If Exhibit's character was allowed to continue, it wasn't like basically. I mean, here's the other thing: like the only reason why they catch him, quote unquote, <laughs> is because uh, um, deceit. Yeah, he because uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's character plants uh, evidence at the scene. Yeah, he screws over everybody. You know? yeah. yeah, and uh, like Exhibit's character. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily would have necessarily done good because like uh, that's the other thing is like, you know, he wanted to become like a, re- a, a like a, uh, a, um, a real, a real estate like developer and also fuck those people too. But, but Clay, who don't Clay, who don't you have a vendetta against, uh, the proletariat? <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> You do. You know the proletariat around this area. You hate them too. 
No, I just think you hate they, everybody. They have, Clay. they have been they have been conditioned by propaganda. No, that makes them no, against their, their they're beyond interests. saving Clay. You no, know that's you, bullshit. You that's all. No, you fuck off. Them. That's that kind of that's that kind of mentality that has liberals in like California being Clay, like, oh, I, fuck Texas. Clay, fuck Texas I am, gets whatever happens. Clay, I am kidding. I am saying I what you were thinking. No, fuck you. <laughs> well, you now you hate me. Clay hates everybody. <laughs> I hate you because you're being an asshole. Clay hates everybody, dude. <laughs> you're turning around on me. You're being a stinker now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I get to be the stinker here. <laughs> uh, only room yeah. for only one stinker. That's right. Anyway, it's a fucking good movie. So, like, I guess, good. like, do we have anything else to say about the movie? I think we have a question to answer. We do have a question to answer. Is this a good Nick Cage movie? Yes. Of course it is. Definitively yeah. yes. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. The, the, real question, Cage... the real question is, if by the end of this podcast, will there be a better thing to point to to be like, this is the Cage, this is the, this is the Cage performance, you know? I don't know if we've gotten one yet that's okay. better than this. Okay, no, hold up. Are we just talking about straight better Cage performance or better? better cage movie Perform- performance performance okay i agree with that but we always ask the question is this a good cage movie i think there is a better nick cage movie that we haven't got to yet no that we've already discussed that's like if i'm talking about oh, like face if, off? if someone's like if somebody yes if somebody said to me like uh, what's the best like here's here's what's the like most nick cage nick cage movie I here's would here's cage. how i'd fight against that though okay um that's a double that's a double header. So you're only getting half cage with Cage's hands tied behind his back for a little bit of it, which and and I feel like this movie is on the level of when you say I want crazy like if we're talking to the meme guys right now and we're, right. and they're like I want crazy cage. Cage is crazy in face off. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this movie operates. This movie has Crazy Cage brain the whole yes. time, you know. But like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is not me talking to the mean Cage guys. The mean Cage guys already know about this movie. But, but, well, they already know about Face Off. Where you kidding? Right. But I'm talking about like if if someone was to if someone was to like li- like a, a person who is not as well versed in Cage. And like asked me, what is the best like? Oh, you like, you, you think this is a little too out of left it's field for a little just too a out general of left field. viewer? Oh. It's also like some of it, some of like it's it's a little too out of left field, but also like I don't think it hits all the the it doesn't hit all of the aspects of Nick Cage, and I feel like Face Off being. A but you're acting movie? like there's not a scene where he talks about finding a silver spoon. <laughs> You get sweet cage I'm in just this saying, movie. I'm just saying. I feel like the most Nick Cage, Nick Cage movie has to also be an action movie because he's actually a really good action star, and Face Off gives you that. But, but I do agree with you. Uh, this is a better performance and is a more unhinged Cage. And if that's what you're looking for, well, baby, you got it. I just think when people think Cage, they don't necessarily think action star anymore. They think crazy, and this that's movie true. has crazy Cage brain. But like that, but like yes, but like I'm talking about Cage as a holistic 
This is not you know, this is not a gather the family around and watch it. No, God no. And neither uh, really like, is neither really is face off to be completely honest. No. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of swearing. So in maybe the family man will be the the cage man. <laughs> um, or it could happen to you. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. All right, Hayden, you got that? You got that box office game ready Let for me, me? Pull her up. Why don't you explain to the people what the box office game is while I'm pulling it up? <laughs> well, as always, uh, Hayden's gonna pull up the top uh, ten gr- highest grossing movies of calendar year of the, the release year for Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, and I'm gonna have to guess those movies because I don't think we've done this year. This is what 2008, 2009. I believe this is 2009. Yeah, I don't think we've done that year yet. No, we have. Oh, yeah, we have. Have we? Was this a so. knowing? Was knowing this year? Believe so. Ooh. You want to try and guess them again, though? Uh, no. We can just run through it if we've already done it. Yeah, we've yeah we've done this one. I say, oh, and and we choose uh yeah we choose which one we'd rather watch. All right, we choose which one we would rather watch. I say, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Bad Lieutenant, uh, Bad Lieutenant, The Blind Side, Bad Lieutenant, Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> Monsters vs. Aliens. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> Star Trek. Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> the Hangover. Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, Bad Lieutenant. I like The Hangover. Oh! You don't like Joker, I, I, but you like The Hangover? That's sick, dude. It's That's fine. As I've, said, as I've said, as I've said, I have a soft spot for comedies. I will forgive more sins when it comes see, to comedies. I See, I think comedies are more insidious because you're supposed to laugh at the, the like, moral decay. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Uh, number five, Avatar. Oh, God. Avatar. Bad Lieutenant. Avatar. Number four, The Twilight Saga, New Moon. Bad Lieutenant. This one's pretty fun, though. Um, going to say Bad Lieutenant, but it's pretty close. Number three, Up. Ah, oh, man, Up. Bad I Lieutenant. Love up. Nah, Up's is great. I need to rewatch that, actually. I've, I've, it's been a long time. Number two, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Bad Lieutenant. Harry Potter. Number one. Oh, man. What a great year for movies. Although, I guess by the end of the year, Avatar, or, you know, Avatar was the ultimate champion of this year. But, um, number one, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Oh, fuck. Bad Lieutenant. Mm, yeah, Bad Lieutenant. All right. Not, not a clean sweep. Not no, a not a clean sweep. sweep. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Up got you. Was there another one? <laughs> yeah, that got up you? got you. No, it's just up. Oh, Hangover. No, I said. I said, despite liking Hangover, I, I didn't want it to be like. I still can't believe you, know. you like the Hangover and hate Joker. Joker's bad, and like Joker actually. Hangover is, is, is good. It's fine. It's you know. Hangover sucks. Fine. I laughed at it, and I'm funny. tired of pretending it doesn't. <laughs> like I don't know. I feel I feel like Joker is much is as you said much more insidious because like it's trying to say like all these different things 
and so it says none of them and and so then like it's it's very easy for for people to like latch onto whichever part they want to and just ignore the rest of it the hangover is indicative of what i hate about a lot of comedies where there's there's no jokes it's just like crazy situations and people yeah. yelling i hate it whatever I hate like it. it was funny i like i, I mean i have like i'll put comedies. it like this I i'll put comedies. it like this i have had no interest in rewatching it and also thought it was insane that there were two goddamn sequels to that movie but we should watch all three hangover movies oh god i think john goodwin's in the third one. Oh god that won't save it all right hayden yeah. Uh, so no, no cage-free movies this week because I wanted to really? do something. I want to do something a little bit different. Okay. All right. So here, here's what I got because like we've been doing the cage-free movies for a while now. All right. Yeah, we have, um, and you're running out. <laughs> it's 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 tough. It's a tough thing. But I wanted to. I don't have a name. I don't know if I don't think I have a name for this segment. Um. But it's more of a, th- it's just a thing that I noticed that I want to, I want to share with you. <laughs> I don't have a name for this to... It's just something I noticed. Um, we're going to, we're going to take a look at the tomato meter. All right. For just a second. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Here's, here's the question I have for you. All right. Okay. I'm going to give you two names. Hey, you know what? You're skipping cage free movies because I won the last one. No, I just and you don't like telling me. No, I'm I just right. I just forgot to make one. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and because we, we because we've already done the the this list for for um um we've done this list for this year. I didn't have time to like quickly get one together. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so this is kind of I fucked up. But I did. I have told you I had another segment idea. Oh, okay. That I wanted to do with you, right? You remember that? Uh, vaguely, yes. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to give you, Hayden. I'm going to okay. give you two names. I'm going to give you two names. Nicholas right? Cage. And what I want you to do is I want you to think and tell me which person has a movie that is rated higher than Nick Cage. Nick Cage's best movie, rated higher okay. than Nicolas Cage's best on the movie. Rotten Tomatoes like website. Which one? Oh wait, doesn't Oops. Amazing Spider-Man have a hundred and twelve? No, it doesn't. Really? Good. All right. Okay. Now I am gonna say, okay, uh, one little caveat. Uh-huh. All right. Um, one of the people, well. No, I'll give the caveat afterwards, okay? Okay. But, all right. <clears throat> now, just to... No, I don't think I'm going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> I was going to give you, like, what the actual percentage meter of... Uh, of... of What was it? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is? Yeah. But I'm not going to do that, because I don't want you to actually remember what it is. But it is not of course, 100%. Of course not. Okay. Okay? Now. Yeah. Who has the higher rated movie? Who is who? Which of these two people has a movie on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes that is higher than Nick Cage? Okay. Is it Al Pacino or 
Arnold Schwarzenegger. I feel like you're trying to trick me because, I mean, obviously. Wait, is there any trick answers like both? Okay. There is one little caveat. Um, one of these people has a movie that is a documentary that is rated 100%. Or what it is is they, they were a part of a documentary that had filmed segments that were like like artistic representation of the the doc that were of the thing the documentary was about and they stitched those together to make a short like theatrical film that is technically rated as 100% but I'm not counting I that swear movie. to god Spider-Verse is rated higher than The Godfather So what are you guessing You're making it I mean like Pacino, why would Pacino be in a documentary about anything? Uh, I'm thinking that you're talking about Pumping Iron, the 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 documentary where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, it's just like coming, I'm coming. I feel like I'm coming. Uh, Pumping Iron... Pumping Iron is not uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's highest uh, <laughs> That would movie. be insane. <laughs> that is only 91%. That would be insane. All right, so I'm guessing it's not going to be like they're both higher than Spider Verse. Um, if I can only choose one, I'm going to say Ooh, you're tricking you what, me because you because Godfather is, is often considered the greatest film of all time. I'll tell you what, I'll just to make it even more interesting. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the bottom the the the. I'm going to give you number three and number two. On their on the Rotten Tomato meter. Wait, why so would like that? The third that highest. Help? I don't know. I just think it would be fun. It'd be interesting. I want to try to see see if maybe this does. That doesn't direction. change anything. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> For Al Pacino, his number his number three highest rated movie is The Godfather Part Three. Or Godfather. I'm sorry. Godfather. <laughs> <part two. laughs> I said too many threes. Godfather, uh, Godfather Part Two. Okay. Okay. At ninety six percent. What the fuck? Dog Day Afternoon, also at 96%. Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I'm not counting Pumping Iron because we said no documentaries when we considered uh, this like list. Except so for the one that's rated 100%? No, 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 no. We said, I said that, that I'm not counting that one as Oh, okay, rated. gotcha, okay. Yeah. Um, total Recall, 82%. <laughs> Number two for Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, only 93%. I swear to Christ, Into the Fucking Spider-Verse is rated. We live in a world of adult children. Just fucking <laughs> Barney babies no, everywhere, not, dude. that's not fair. Remember, like, the thing about Rotten Tomatoes is it just needs a favorable rating. Barney babies everywhere, Clay. Uh, so which which actor? <laughs> It's so hard for people to drive their cars while they're sipping their little milk bottles. <laughs> Which uh, actor is has a movie that's rated higher than um, than uh, it, Spider-Man? Oh to the God! Um, you know what else is annoying? What's that? Newer movies are automatically rated so much higher than older ones. I it's also true. I notice, like on the top one hundred or however yeah, many like bullshit. horror movies. Yeah, it's yeah. like. 
all these movies that came out within the last few years. It's like that's so stupid. Like I hate yeah. all these aggregate websites. I hate. Yeah, all no, these no, aggregate, aggregate websites are very bad. Yeah, like I general. love how we based a podcast around one. Okay, uh, we needed something. <laughs> I know. Was easy, I know. Is easy to yeah, use. I know. Um, I'm gonna say the the only problem is I can't think of a single Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that would be rated like 99. percent But here's the fucking kicker: is now correct me if I'm wrong. If only three people watched it and they all rated it, you know, positive or whatever, would that automatically put it over something that has been seen by a lot more people and rated slightly lower? Or do they take into account the amount of people who have seen Like how popular the um, movie is? No. It, you're, you have a point. The... Um Tomato meter, if, like, three people who are considered, like, credible sources for, for Rotten Tomatoes all said it's a good movie. Right. Yes, that would be rated 100%. I can tell you that the number one film for both of these people are movies you have heard of. Okay. I, I, feel, not, like, I feel like you're trying to trick me here, though, because you know that I would automatically think Godfather... Al Pacino, considered greatest movie ever made. They throw Arnold Schwarzenegger in here, and like, no fucking way Collateral is gonna be or or Commando. Collateral damage. Collateral was a, Collater- was a yeah. Collateral damage or Commando or Predator or whatever. Jing all the way. Jamie. None of that's gonna be rated higher than Godfather. But you know that. So that's why you threw this fucker in here, and I can't think of a higher rated. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with my gut and say it straightforward, it's it's Al Pacino. And I know that you're going to take such delicious relish and tell me that, you're wrong, Hayden! <clears throat> Hayden, you're goddamn wrong. You're fucking wrong. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger has a 100% rated Rotten Tomatoes what movie. What is it? <laughs> the original Terminator. <laughs> the original Terminator is a hundred. That's a hundred percent. Now, now, to be fair, so be Terminator fair. Two. The people who didn't like it were just like, I don't like that he's the good guy in this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think does Edward a disservice Furlong. to the Terminator. Ed- Edward character. Furlong, uh, or whatever his name was, like really threw a lot of people off. I guess. I mean, I do love so, I do love the original Terminator, but so I will say I will say there there is kind of a caveat to Al Pacino's um, like a lot of caveats he, he has in this like little this, game he has that this, we're playing. He has this one movie called Salome or something like that. I don't I don't know how you pronounce it, but like it's something about. It was from a documentary that had something to do with. Let me go look it up. Um, and that so is technically rated a hundred percent, but I'm like, Don Cacino. That. Oh, that. every time I think I'm out, they pull me back. Terminator is rated higher than Godfather. Godfather has a ninety-seven percent. I guess that's also a sign of like we've always just lived in a baby culture. I want Wobots! Wobot Beto! <laughs> Wobot Beto! Uh, I 
Terminator. Okay. So Terminator is a hundred percent Jesus. And foul, okay. And okay. So movie? so what it is? <clears throat> so what it is is Al Pacino made a documentary, but it's like very experimental documentary about a play that was created that was written by Oscar Wilde and there's the documentary but then they took all the like parts where like Al Pacino and and apparently Jessica Chastain is in in the movie where they performed the play okay they took all of that put it together and then also release that as a movie? That's not. No. That's you no. Can't, you can't, can't do that. Yeah, that's not. The Godfather is like his highest rated, like the like his proper movie. What do you think? What do you like, think the 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 Godfather criticisms were? Oh, I actually kind of know a little bit because I. <laughs> this is really dumb and stupid, and I was a dork as a child. Um, I wrote a. <clears throat> you I wrote, wrote my, the negative uh, reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. You're the reason no, it's ninety seven percent. Fuck you. No, I wrote my um my Eng- my freshman English paper in high school about The Godfather the book. Uh-huh. So I did I did a lot of research on The Godfather, including talking about the the movie the movie a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and um, I think what it is is like. <clears throat> it's mostly it's directed at the story of the Godfather. Um and so like I think because it like glorified like gangsters and oh, mobsters and whatever. and um there's a lot of people who like talked about it <clears throat> um feeling like the that it was just a bunch of like store like it was kind of criticisms that also made against the book as well. Uh-huh. Like that it was just like a bunch of vignettes just kind of stitched together. <clears throat> about like mobsters and yeah that's stupid yeah that's a good movie as much as i remember i gotta rewatch them i want to i want to watch uh probably this summer i might actually get around to watching all three of the godfather movies i will subject myself to the third one because i'm a fucking completionist but <laughs> don't do don't do the recut that they did this uh last year oh it's not worth it no it's stupid <laughs> <laughs> is it like excessively long too uh well I think it's actually shorter but they um so I don't, I don't want to say anything because it's a spoiler but um no just go ahead and say it I don't care I'm not probably not gonna watch it okay so spoilers everybody if you didn't want to know this um so they re so I think you know they retitled it the death of Michael Corleone uh huh and yet <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola cut out. The part where Al Pacino, where Michael dies at the end of Godfather Three, <laughs> so it it just ends the exact same way as Godfather Two with him sitting alone in the chair. That's fun. Yeah. All right, Hayden, yes. are you ready to talk about what the the next? I couldn't uh, be more excited. All right. Well. Um, the, so the last movie that, um, are like the, 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 oh, crap. Next this to is going to be a high, bad one. <laughs> yeah. The next, the last, the next, the last highest rated movie we've done. All right. That, at, uh, numerically was, uh, was an 8%. Okay. 
Here's my question to you, Hayden. What was that? What What was the last bad movie? Oh, Trapped in Paradise? Well, Trapped in Paradise, but that one got bumped down, apparently. Oh, yeah. I swear yeah, to God, yeah, it was yeah. at a 10%. You're right. You're right. Whenever I made the list, and apparently got dumped down to five. Yeah. So the the numerically the last one that we should like the like if you looked at his list, the next lowest one is eight percent with uh, Bangkok Dangerous. Oh God. Okay. So here's my question to you, Hayden. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. Um. Is it going to be over or under eleven percent? Under, I would be correct. It's ten percent. I'm surprised it's not another eight percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Nick Cage is the top build on this. You don't say. Uh, Are there notable supporting character, like supporting actors? Not that I recognize. God bless this podcast. I will. I will say. Oh, I want to see if this is the movie I'm thinking of. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it another uh, action uh, thriller, Clay? No. Oh God! Is it another comedy, Clay? No. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, let me give you the. Let me give you the the director. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna butcher this. Um, is it a foreign movie? Yeah, no, but it is by a foreign director. Uh, it's a German guy, uh, Uli Edel. Uli who Edel. has an eighty-five percent rated movie on on Rotten Tomatoes. Uli Edel. Um, yeah. Uh, this movie perchance have horror elements, Clay. It does. This movie, perchance, pay the ghost. Well, before you guess, can I give you the consensus? Oh yeah, cut that out, Clay. Cut that out. Um, blank takes a weak stab at supernatural horror, but ultimately, it's only viewers who will pay for watching this sloppily uh, picture, a huh. sloppily assembled picture. All right, so viewers will be paying, like Clay or like Nicholas Cage has to pay the ghost, Clay. That's correct, Aiden. We're gonna watch the movie. Pay. The Yay! Ghost. I've been wanting to see this one. <laughs> Not as much as season of the witch. Not as much as season of the witch. But it is. It is one that you're like, I want to check. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, movie. hell yeah! This is a it, like it's yeah. about his kid going missing. This kid gets kidnapped yeah. by a ghost or something. I think it's shown up in a in a uh, in a in a in a cage free movie segment yes i believe so yeah pretty recently too well i'm looking forward to this one clay i uh, you're the only one uh, oh god what are you doing with your Look mouth at my mouth like jabba oh god oh god that's horrible please stop doing that someone feed me a frog no don't <laughs> oh Uta all right utatumbamba all right, Hayden. Uh, so, uh, any any other plugs you got? Well, I just guested on an episode of Film Feast with my buddy Matt B, where we talked about the M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, The Village. Um, my, I, I was an idiot and didn't check my mic input because on the program we recorded on. So, my audio is very bad, but it's a good discussion. Everybody should go check it out. Did you at least plug the podcast? I did plug the podcast. 
good. So we probably got some new listeners just because of me. Um, <laughs> and to the new listeners, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Turn back now. Um, Please don't. We, we we need you. But like, I uh, I was also on a few episodes of my friend Jenna's podcast, Scream Service. Um, check it out if you like horror. Um, she, she's a very good, uh, podcast host and like covers everything, books, uh, true crime, real spooky ghost stories, uh, movies, all that good stuff. Um, and then, uh, I'm publishing a few books on Amazon, so you can click the little link in our episode description and, uh, if you would like. Uh, check those out and leave a review on Amazon saying how much you liked them or hated them. I don't care. Just yeah, bottom books. Yeah. What about you, Clay? Do you have any plugs? Oh, well, as always, you can find me at the underscore red underscore Clay uh, on, I believe, both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can follow the podcast at RTTM Pod uh, on both. Uh, um, Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for us, you know. Hey, hey, Hayden. Um, I got. Can I ask you something? Hit me with it. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? Ain't no iguanas. Hey, yeah, there are. They ain't no iguanas. What the fuck is that? Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was pathetic. I might just cut it off after. uh, Yeah. (laughs) 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 You should keep all the shit about it. Hello, RTTM fans. Uh, This is Clay with a quick uh, editor's note. Allow me to offer some very useful advice. If you are on a podcast, uh, I would recommend being nice to the person who uh, does all of your editing. Uh, You know, that that person puts in a lot of work. And if you don't, um, well, then things like this can happen. You want to hear my uh, other favorite director is Woody Allen. I love Roman Polanski. Don't fuck with your editor. All right, thanks. See y'all next episode.